0: Hey everyone, welcome to PTSD TV. Today is our Wednesday PTSD recovery workshop. Today's gonna be an awesome episode. It's a big, big topic, but it's gonna be a bunch of fun. We're gonna tell a bunch of stories, PTSD related and not. And today we are talking about the true power of beliefs. So before we jump into that, just a few kind of formalities, I guess, before we get started. So this episode of PTSD TV is sponsored by my Broken to Unbreakable program, which is my PTSD and CPTSD recovery program. So I'm a recovery coach. What I do is help people guide them through their own recovery journey so they can live a life free of PTSD. And that kind of leads to who I am, right? So my name is Kayleen. I had CPTSD for over 15 years and now no longer do. And this is what we love to do now. Yeah. And this man to my right is
1: Brad Shipkey. I am her significant other. And, uh, I was there for every step of the way through her PT PTSD recovery and also went through my own. Um, and I'm super excited. And this is going to be an amazing, amazing episode that is going to open your eyes to really whole new worlds. It's going to really shift your world worldview into something really, really powerful and really help drive you to, um, really push through all the pains and all the struggles and all the obstacles that you face on an everyday basis in PTSD and finally, and, and really motivate you to get you to that end goal. So this is a really, really good one.
0: It's a cool episode and yeah. uh, it's just a fun episode. There's yeah, a lot of fun yeah. kind of facts in this episode. And excuse me, I guess before we just kind of dive in for today, the first thing we want to say, and we say it all the time and we talk about it all the time and it's kind of been a theme this week, you know. And every day, I guess it's a theme, (laughs) but you know, full recovery from PTSD is possible. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how long you've had it or, you know, what you went through. If it's PTSD, if it's CPTSD, you can recover. You can Mm -hmm. live a life completely free of PTSD and CPTSD. And it's absolutely possible. The life Mm -hmm. that we live now, years ago, we didn't believe was even close to possible. Mm.
1: Um, We love calling it the impossible life. Because that's what everybody thinks it it is, a life without PTSD. People think it's the impossible life. And that's what we teach people how to do, is achieve the impossible life, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, so it's really cool. So we're going to be talking about three things, as kind of always today. So the true power of belief. So number one, we're going to be talking about the four-minute mile. This is a great, great story, one Mm -hmm. of my favorites. Number two, we're going to be talking about a study that was done on college students giving them a super tranquilizer and a super stimulant. And we're going to see how they reacted. And number three, we're going to be talking about my personal story and how beliefs kind of played into that. So Mm -hmm. what my beliefs used to be kind of the turning point for my beliefs. And then of course, Mm -hmm. what my beliefs are now.
1: Yeah. This is going to be a huge one. This is going to shift. The belief is the first step, right? It's the domino. It's the domino. It's the big domino. So, I'm ready to get started. The the true power of beliefs. Let's jump right in. on the four-minute mile.
0: So beliefs, you're going to see in a lot of fields. Once you start to kind of open your eyes to beliefs, you're going to see how important they are in a lot of fields. You're going to see how people people like Tony Robbins, people like Francine Shapiro, we talked about her book yesterday. People in successful industries talk very highly of beliefs because Mm -hmm. they're really important even someone who I know is kind of controversial over here, maybe around the world, right? Donald Trump, right? So something that, you know, he's believing himself, he's strengthening his belief that he's the best, he's the greatest, things like that, Muhammad Ali, right? So affirmations and beliefs kind of go hand in hand, but, mm-hmm. you know, the belief theme runs throughout success stories and success in business, success in personal life, success in relationships, success in global economies, politics, everything. So beliefs are really kind of all around in all sorts of different areas of life. So we wanted to kind of bring a few different things in. We always obviously talk about PTSD stories. And what we wanted to do today was kind of bring something in. So one's from the athletic world, right? We're going to talk about the four-minute mile. And then one's from a medical world, a medical kind of psychological world. And then one's from, of course, the PTSD world, right? So we wanted to just kind of show how broad that they can be and how mm-hmm. many different industries they can kind of touch and then kind of and dive how strong in. it is, and how, how strong the belief strong. Is. Yeah.
1: Cause you'll, you'll, you'll listen to these stories and you'll be like, Holy cow. Like they're re- like, they show you the power <clears throat> of a belief. And like, I mean, that's what this is all about. The true power of belief. It, it'll, it'll like, it's going to open your mind, open your mind. Seriously. And I, I, I want to like give all the secrets away already stories <laughs> away, but I won't.
0: <laughs> so number one, the four minute mile. So mm. In 1954, Roger Bannister broke the record for the four-minute mile. So before 1954, it was a widespread belief. Pretty much everyone in the country and the world thought it was physically impossible for a human being to run under a four-minute mile. Mm -hmm. So in 1954, Roger Bannister broke that belief. So that was the first time anyone ever had run a four-minute mile, and... Everyone before that point thought it was absolutely impossible. There was absolutely no way a human being could physically do that. Mm. In the same year that Roger broke the four minute mile, 37 other people broke the four minute mile because
1: 37, 37 other 37. people. Now,
0: it had never been done to that point. It was considered <laughs> humanly and physically impossible. Yeah. He broke it and then. 37 people. And I think the year after it was a couple of hundred of people. Right. And nowadays that's like a high school mile. Right. Right. So now, you know, you think about this and those 37 people that broke it that year, they saw him and they were like, wait a minute, it's possible. I need to work a little bit harder here. Right. So like it is possible. So they changed Mm -hmm. their belief. They're like, holy cow, a human being has done this. Mm hmm. Th- that means that it's possible. I can do it. Right. And so you kind of get this like gusto with you. Right. But it was all because he, he tipped the iceberg. Right. He just, he had that tipping point where it was he just, just shattered like, the belief. He shattered the belief for right? the whole world, the whole industry. And you yeah. think about what that looks like today. Right. And like how important <laughs> that was. Right. So mm-hmm. the 37 people in that first year and then to go on hundreds and thousands. And now this is like an average high school (laughs) runner you know so from going to the point where everyone thought it was literally humanly impossible and then to have all these people have success with it
1: and then almost overnight 37 other people doing it just because they knew that it was possible that's the
0: power of it that's the power of the beliefs
1: right that's what we're talking about today is like roger bannister broke the four minute mile and within a year 37 other people broke it too yeah and in all of human history before that nobody Nobody broke the, the four minute mile. But another important part of the story is how he built up his belief, right? Mm-hmm. To actually break the four minute mile. So, I mean, kind of an obvious way to think about it, but the way he thought about it was like, okay, like four minute mile, right? So like if I chop that into four quarters and I do one quarter, if I can, I, if I can do one quarter under one minute, then I'm on track to run a four minute mile, mm-hmm. right? And then he, he started practicing, practicing that over and over and over getting that first quarter mile under one minute and when he broke that he moved it to a half mile right and then he had to get that under two minutes right to be on track to beat the four minute mile and he practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and eventually got that and beat that and then he worked his all the way up to eventually beat the four minute mile so that was kind of like the process that's like something that like you may have heard the story before but like that is like a process that we can all kind of learn from right Mm -hmm. like what did he do? He took this seemingly impossible task, right the four minute mile that everybody in the world thought was impossible and he broke it down into manageable chunks He's like, right. okay I can't run a four minute mile, but I can run you know a quarter of a mile or I believe that I can run a quarter of a mile in under one minute right right And he worked really hard to break that belief right and he's like, oh, if I can do this, you know maybe I can do half, half a mile. mile yeah and then three quarters of a mile and then eventually the four minute mile. So like how does that apply to your life right like how does that apply to where you are now in PTSD Right. So like you, this, I mean, this is what most people like you, you like, I don't know. A lot of people, it's really hard not to compare. We try to do our best to like tell people not to compare, but like, it's almost like a human thing where you're like, you're comparing your situation to like the perfect situation. And you're just like, Oh my God, you see like the big transformation. You're like, Oh my God, that's impossible. Right. And that's, that's kind of like comparing that to the four minute mile. That's what I said. It was just like four minute mile. That's just impo- like, that's impossible. You know, like that's a big task. Yeah so like again relating what roger banister did to your life and ptsd is taking that belief and then chopping it down to chunks right so building the beliefs step by step by step yeah right and i mean that's really that's really the only way that it can happen anyway so like maybe you maybe right now you don't believe in full recovery but maybe you, you believe that you can get like what like a little bit better night's sleep or that you can relieve a little bit of your, your pain or something. So you're, or your, like, anxiety your anxiety anxiety. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, uh, and I release stuff all the time. I have a, like a sleep document and Yeah. a book on PTSD, anxiety and stuff like that. And so, you know, and I talk about this in the training that I'm running right now. Right. So it, it, it is literally step-by-step. Step. So like for Roger Bannister pun intended, he took it step-by-step step. Right. and <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how many steps is in a mile. That would be great. I think it's like f- 5,000. Don't quote me on that. But, you know, he took it literally one step at a time mm-hmm. and then achieved this thing, right? So, and then right, the, right. the the markers along the way that said, okay, I'm on track. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm still on track. Okay, I'm still on track, right, right? right? And so that is a really great and really important and really good analogy um, to relate it to the recovery process. Because it is about like... You know, when you see how far you have to go, you don't see how far you've come. Even if you've only taken a step,
1: right, you've come right.
0: a step, right? right? You're a step closer. Now, you might have 10 steps left or 100 steps left, right. but you've taken two, three, 10 steps, right? So, like, right, it's really, right. really, 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 that's a great analogy. And yeah, really thank important. you.
1: important. Yeah, um, and if you don't know um, even what step to take, if you don't even know, um, if you were like us, <laughs> right, at the beginning and not even knowing how to take that very first step. Um, we'll put a link below to, um, our free anxiety book and also to the blog where we have, a uh, what the nightly routine, oh, yeah, the yeah, best yeah. PTSD or the, uh, a PTSD nightly routine that Kayleen made, um, to get you the best night's sleep. And it's not going to like get rid of everything overnight, but it's going to help you get it's gonna more help relaxed. It's going to help you take that very first step. So we're going to put those below. So that is how you right now can take your first step. And um, I think that's a a
0: great way to segue into number two. This is a really cool one because a lot of people, if you've ever heard of the placebo effect, which is a, I feel like a pretty common thing you have heard of, right? It's basically the idea that you take something that is, you believe is supposed to help you and it does, but really it's not what you thought it was in, right, in right. really simple terms right so like the doctor gives you a pill and it's like hey this will make your headaches go away and you take it and you're like oh my gosh i feel so much better and the doctor's like oh well that you know it w- wasn't real it was just made of sugar and you're like and then you start to have headaches again right <laughs> okay so um so beliefs but are again really important. that's that's the power of beliefs it, it, right it, it genuinely is something that We've seen time and time again in psychology. If you've ever taken any psychology classes, you're going to see this all over the place. The placebo effect, the placebo effect for everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, it doesn't matter, right? Some people, they think the placebo effect is, um, I guess, kind of deceiving, Mm -hmm. right? But it's not. In my opinion, it doesn't matter. What someone tells you, if it works, it works, right? Right. So whether it's a real medicine and it's helping or you think it's helping and it's helping, it's helping. Right. Yeah. Um, And so I think that's important. But what I want to talk about is a study that was done. Basically, they took a a handful of college students. Right. They sampled some college students. And what they wanted to do was really, really test the power of beliefs. So they didn't want to do something with a placebo pill. They wanted to do it with an actual drug. Right, an actual drug that's supposed to affect your brain. So what they did is they gave half of the students a super tranquilizer and they gave half of the students a super stimulant. So they gave them real drugs. And now half of the students that they gave a super tranquilizer, they told them it was a stimulant. And half of the students that they told they gave a super stimulant, They actually gave the tranquilizer, right? So if you got this, I told you, hey, Brad, you got the stimulant. Really, I gave you a tranquilizer. So now this is a real drug. So because I gave Brad a tranquilizer, I know that he's supposed to feel down, right? He's supposed Mm -hmm. to feel tired, exhausted, but he thinks he got a stimulant, right? Mm -hmm. So he's supposed to feel off the walls, right? And what they found in the study was that 50% of students said that they felt the effects of what they were told that they were given. So I gave Brad a tranquilizer and I told him it was a stimulant. So he felt super excited, super happy, even though in his brain chemically, there should have been a tranquilizer in there. He should have felt extra exhausted, Mm -hmm. demotivated, maybe like felt depressed, right? And he felt the absolute opposite. So 50% of them, right, just based on me telling you I gave you a stimulant, even though I actually gave you real medicine, real medicine that was supposed to make you feel way, way worse. Right. I mean, they did it with a super stimulant and a super tranquilizer, right? (laughs) They were not messing around with the study. And 50%. That's a huge number, That's right? That's a huge number, yeah. And it's not a placebo effect. It's, I, it's your belief, right? right. So it's, I didn't give you a fake drug. I gave you a real drug. <laughs> it was really supposed to affect your brain, and it's, it's just that. That to me is a study that is so powerful because it's not just like, oh, I tricked you into thinking. It's like, right, No, right. no, like you tricked your brain. You really, genuinely believed with your heart and soul <laughs> that I gave you this, and you know, you were able to, with that belief, convince your brain that it should react differently. Right. right. So it's just, and I know that's kind of a mouthful of words and (laughs) tough to kind of hear over audio, but, you know, I hope that point kind of comes across. And it's, it's so amazing studies like that, where it's just the belief that drives everything. Mm -hmm. And then you think about a study like that and you say, okay, the belief drives it there. So like, where else in my life are my beliefs really strengthening my actions or where else in my life are they destroying my actions?
1: Right. Right. And that's, that's where I was going to kind of go next. Right. So like we're talking about, um, generally positive beliefs, right. Mm -hmm. These past two examples in these past two stories where like a positive belief gave you a positive, well, positive benefit. Um, but you need to take a look at your own life and like examine your current beliefs and, look at your destructive beliefs, mm-hmm. you know, like it's impossible to recover from PTSD. If you didn't watch the episode yesterday, um, I think Kayleen wrote a blog post on uh-huh. a bunch of myths too about PTSD and a bunch of false beliefs mm-hmm. about PTSD, check that out. Um, and see if you have any of those beliefs or you hold any of those beliefs because those destructive beliefs, um, if not change will cause you to feel worse and worse and worse and worse. We're talking about the power of beliefs right now, right? So if you, if you have a bad belief, Just, like, imagine how bad you can make it with just your belief, right? But imagine how good you can make it as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's two sides of the coin, but you have to look at the bad to fix it, right? So many times we just want to sweep it on the rug, ignore it, just hope it gets better. But we got to look at it be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I believe. How can I shift it to something good, right? Right. You can't ignore that stuff. You can't ignore, like, that pain or, like, those beliefs that cause you pain and, like, keep you in there. And, like, that's what, like perpetuates that victim like mindset and keeps you like just like oh like woe is me like my life is so bad yeah is just like accepting those beliefs right yeah accepting those negative beliefs is like really where like i mean like that's where like the victim mindset kind of stems from is like the beliefs like those negative beliefs <clears throat> that hold you down and i think and that make you think and believe that you can't um get out of that right um Or that you can't recover from that and that's somebody else's fault and like you can't heal it, they have to fix it. It's like, oh, this this like therapists, they couldn't fix me. But it's like you gotta do the work. Right. You gotta put in the work, you gotta learn, you gotta grow yourself. You gotta change your beliefs yourself and you gotta like it's all in you. It's all in you.
0: It's in your hands ultimately. And for those of you excuse me, who weren't here yesterday, we talked a little bit about the victim mindset. And that word victim, and I know it's a sensitive word, It's can be a, a challenging word to kind of hear. And mm-hmm. I just kind of want to be clear, and I think you did a great job with the context of, of that word just now, kind of describing it. When we're saying victim, we're saying, like, you need to be in control of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, did something horrible happen to you? Likely, if you're listening to this, then yes. <laughs> yeah. um, and Already was it somebody. your fault? No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that regard... When, you know, we're not talking about victim in that sort of light. We're talking about like you are in control. You need to take charge. You have the power within your hands, within your right, mind. Right. Um, you have all the resources, or right. you have to go get the resources. Right. So that's what we're talking about. For those of you who felt a little iffy about that word victim, yeah. um, that's what we're talking about. Ultimately, it's, it's t- you. It's a tough word.
1: Ultimately, you make every decision, every action in your life. Mm-hmm. right? Nobody else can control your brain. Nobody else can make decisions for you. Ultimately, like it's you at the end of the day. I pushed K right there. Only me decided to push K. K <laughs> didn't make me push K. <laughs> That's a s- silly example.
0: <laughs>
1: but I am in control of my my life, my 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 body, my hands, my my mind. Only me, only me. But how many times do you blame somebody else for what you do or what you think or like We're getting, I'm getting off into other things, but like, that's a really strong negative belief.
0: But that's a good point because like, let's say I was picking on Brad, right? And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're so tall. You're so tall and awkward and (laughs) you look like you're going to fall over. And I was just annoying him and maybe I wasn't like poking him, but I was just like, I was just being kind of mean and pokey with my words. Right. And then he pushed me. And he was like, well, I pushed Kay because she was picking on me. Well, I didn't make him push me, right? So that is kind of, I think, what we're talking about is mm-hmm. like you're in control. And right, right. That belief that you are in control is really important. It's It's a huge belief and it's a huge shift to, you know, go from seeing like, oh, well, this didn't work. This person didn't help me. This person didn't help me okay, you didn't help me. Like if I could sit in your shoes, I would. I really would. And I would do the work for you, but I can't. That's not how life works, right? So rather than saying they didn't help me, they didn't help me, they didn't help me. it's I didn't help myself with their resources or those resources didn't work when I tried them, right? Mm -hmm. So I need to find new resources. I need to find a new source. I need to put this work in. I need to work maybe longer. Maybe their resources were working, but they needed a couple of months to feel the full effects, right? Mm -hmm. So you just really need to take control of your of your, your thoughts, your actions, your beliefs. Right. Ultimately. Right, right.
1: And this isn't about blaming or pointing fingers at you, right? At yourself. Right. right. So like when you take full responsibility, you don't blame anybody else, but you don't blame yourself either. That's a piece nobody likes right. to talk about. Right. It's like, I don't blame me. Right. I don't blame me for that's a tough one. Yeah. That's, that's the hard one. Cause like when people, when people hear that often, like, or like, okay, don't blame other people, then oftentimes people point that blame right back at themselves. Right. But it's not about blaming. It's about responsibility. And those are two very different words. Mm-hmm. It's like, when you take responsibility, you're not blaming. You're just like accepting this is the situation and I have to do something about it. Right. So you're not blaming anybody. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Um, I mean, sometimes you just like your brain is just feels You have to just like get it out for a moment, but it's not about dwelling on it. So like there's nuances to everything, but like you don't want to blame anything. You yeah, want to take responsibility for everything. because you are where you are because of everything you did or didn't do in your life. Yeah. Plain and simple. That's the way it is. is. That's what it is. Yeah.
0: But no blame,
1: but no blame, no hard
0: feelings, no beating yourself up. Nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. Great stuff. That was a great little, little tangent. Yep. (laughs) Um, So our last kind of story here is Kay's story. So basically, you know, what I want to kind of talk about just for a minute. And I mean, you were there for the whole point was like Mm. what my beliefs were, before, where my beliefs shifted in that turning point mm-hmm. for me, and then what my beliefs are now, right? right so like, right. before, kind of this journey had like, I I don't know. It's like this journey is a lo- it's a long journey. Um, but yeah. for many many years, I didn't believe that recovery from PTSD was possible. I thought I would have to live with it for my entire life. I thought it was mm. something that would never go away. It was always going to be a part of like me and my identity. And it was always going to affect my work and my relationships and my future. Mm -hmm. And I really thought that there was nothing that I could do about it basically. Right. I Mm -hmm. kind of at points like threw my hands up and what wasn't doing much work towards recovery or even trying to find ways to recovery or paths Mm. to recovery for for a little while there it was just like this is my reality right this Mm -hmm. is my normal a lot of people say you know this is my new normal and you know having something like that you know it's so heavy and it's like a full-time job right coping is like such a full-time job yeah and it it takes everything so it, it really takes from all areas of your life and so that's kind of what it looked like before. It was just like very negative. Didn't believe in myself. Didn't believe in that. There was any sort of process. Didn't believe anything about this journey. Yeah. that We could ever get to a point where we are now. And
1: what did that cause you to do? How hard did you try? I didn't try at When you at didn't all. believe that you could do anything.
0: Right. I mean, there were, there were moments where like I literally threw my hands up and was like, well, just I, didn't I can't do, do anything, anything about
1: right? it. And what happens when you do nothing? Gets worse. It gets worse, right? Nothing happens, but oftentimes it you gets yeah, a lot. You don't worse.
0: improve, you don't get better. So yeah. things
1: plateau, and then plateaus always go down. Mm-hmm. That's a good lesson,
0: too. Yeah, that is a good lesson. Yeah. And so then there was a moment where our relationship was really kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. And you were at work or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. You were out of the house, and we had probably had a fight. We were always kind of fighting with each other and yelling at each other, and it was mm-hmm. just it was a mess. And you came home one day and you sat me down on the couch and you pulled up your computer and you were like, hey, listen, like, I want to talk to you about something. And it's, you know, it's something really important. And you were like really kind of calm for the first time in a while because we were just, I was just expecting to like fight or I was expecting you to leave. Right, right. right. We were both
1: in a very kind of vulnerable feeling time in our lives.
0: Yeah. And you, you know, you said, I've been thinking about you all day at work and I think that, you know, what you're going through right now is meant to be something a lot bigger, right? And you're kind of going through this for a reason and you can overcome this and you're meant to overcome this. And then reach back out and help people in this position. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you said to me. And then you, to make a long story short, pulled up your computer and started showing me people you had done research on that day. People who had, you know, overcome insurmountable odds, right? People like, like Louis Zamperini mm-hmm. had PTSD from World War II and um, now no longer does. And like his story. And then like, there are so many people you think about, like even like, artists were on that page right so like mm-hmm. eminem oprah yeah every uh, shania twain like everybody dolly parton oh, they all have their like really hard story even ellen right they have their like they're really low moments and they're really like oh my gosh this is so hard i can't do this moment mm-hmm. and then they do right and you see time and time again successful people that have just been through these awful things and really really hard points in their life. Yeah. And you know it is truly what, you know, builds you and makes you a stronger human. And as long as you can just believe that there is a next step and continue to take those next steps, anything is really possible, right? So you kind of sat down and you show me those people and you know, I was just kind of thinking like, well, wow, like these people have been through some like really hard stuff, like right, right. And it just kind of inspired me and it was like, okay, like anything's possible, right? Like anything the four is minute possible. mile, this like all right. these beliefs, this, you know, if someone gave me a stimulant and told me it was a tranquilizer, I'd probably feel sad, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, you know, so like, right. it, I started to kind of see the the overlying theme was the, the belief. They just believe that they could. They just right. didn't stop right. trying. And it kind of just gave me enough kind of energy to go from a place of like, okay, I'm not doing anything to like, okay, like, how can I do this?
1: Yeah, well, it gives you, it gives you all those references, Right. It gives right. you all these positive references of people, you know, who may not be in the exact same situation that you're in right now, but people who have gone through hell and made it out and not only made it out, but like created amazing lives for themselves amazing. and for other people.
0: And so it's reached like back out and helped other people in right. a big way. Cause like what
1: most people do right now is like, okay, like I have PTSD and I surround myself with other people who have PTSD. Right. We've talked with people who have therapists who have PTSD. It's like, they surround them- themselves with people who still have it. And like that just kind of like, it can strengthen that belief, that negative belief. Like there are a lot of benefits to that, but like if you don't reach outside to gain more positive references and beliefs to like build that belief within yourself, like you can get swamped by that. They can be pretty really pretty easily, yeah, pretty easily, especially in some groups. Um, and I do want to share a story, but I'll let you finish your story first.
0: No, you can share.
1: Okay. It's, it's, it's a story about a, amazing person who overcome overcame in my opinion insurmountable odds so this this is a story about the first um african-american um millionaire in the united states oh this is a great story this is an amazing yeah, story this is a really great this story. is an amazing story that just like makes you makes you be like oh dang i got no excuses <laughs> but um um i forget when this was exactly but um, it was a woman, right? She was the first African American millionaire in the United States and her mother, um, was a slave, right? So she was brought up right after slavery was whatever emancipated or abolished or whatever in the United States. So like she, she grew up like brought up by like her mother who was a slave, right? right? So like not someone with a lot of, you know, opportunities, right? Not someone with like a great, like I don't know. Like
0: even soon after o- opportunities, like, right. it wasn't just like, Oh, we're all equal. Cause like still, right. We still see And people talk about it all the time. You think about right? like the, the, even the 20 years after, like I'm very certain that a lot of that didn't change right. overnight. Like it right. probably should have. Right. So right. amazing.
1: Um, but yeah, she, she was African-American and she was a woman and that's kind of like a, like a double bonus, back in those times. Yeah. You know, cause like it's one thing like whatever the rights of, you know, African-Americans and women's women uh, has obviously changed a lot. um, But they had very few back then. And um, she ended up, whatever, long story short, she ended up building this amazing business and became the first black um, millionaire in the United States. And that, that story, you should go read her up. I, f- I, forget, her name, I forget her name, but too. like you can read her, her whole, her whole story on um Wikipedia, just Google it and, it will, you'll feel good. And this is what you need to be doing is like, do what I did for Kayleen is like, look for all these stories. There's so many stories out there. Yeah. Like, I'm sure like, I didn't even know about that one right away, but it's right. just like, I'm always looking for those stories to build that belief in myself that anything is possible.
0: Anything. Okay. So actually, um, right now I'm listening to Damon John's book, the power of Broke. Mm-hmm. And oh. <laughs> he has these little like power facts, right? So like Damon John, for those of you who don't know, he's uh, the people shark on shark tank. Mm-hmm. And he he's dyslexic and one of his like power facts right in his book is like he lists a bunch of famous dyslexic people i'm dyslexic so mm-hmm. this was something i did actually in uh, middle school right or my my teachers helped me do is like hey this famous person this athlete this successful person like by the way they're they're dyslexic so this isn't really a disadvantage like i just right. want to show you these people and like and to me it was it went from being like oh, i feel so stupid like i can't read like school is so hard to like oh there's a ton of really successful people. I'm going to be really successful. I have right? an advantage. So, yeah. Um. Right. And I, I actually do believe that's an advantage. But he, you know, one of the people was Walt Disney. who's also dyslexic. Just like tons of people. But one of his power facts, you know, he talks about, I don't know, Walt Disney when he was getting a loan for Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Got turned down by like 103, 100 something. It might banks. have
1: been like 300. 300 something. I think something. it might have been
0: 300. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it was because it, it was like one a day. So it was like 320 something Banks asking for a loan to create Disneyland. Now, like for those of you, I'm sure in the States, you know that for those of you out of the States, I'm sure you also know Disneyland or Disney world. Right. So like this man had the most amazing concept that we've almost ever seen. Right. In terms of an amusement park, super successful adults go kids, go people just go like, we love Disney. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> like I can't wait to go to Disneyland. Right. So, um, and he got, 100 300 and whatever knows right and then the other thing was these are just the ones that stick out coca-cola
1: oh yeah and i'm sure i
0: I, like coca-cola is a global brand it's not it's not united states based right so coca-cola in their first year of business guess how many bottles they sold they sold 12 bottles of coke in their first (laughs) year of business and like you look at that and you're like like why did you keep going like and i was saying to brad the other day i was like they could have knocked on doors and sold more like they, it seems like they weren't even trying 12 (laughs) bottles. Right. So you look at that and then you look at the global success of them and you can find a Coca-Cola everywhere. Right. right? And now they have their little bear and like they have all this great branding. (laughs) You see the trucks on the road, you can go into any gas station anywhere in the world. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. With
0: very little exception and you can buy a Coke, any restaurant, any McDonald's and you can buy a Coke. Right. I'm sure they sell like 12 12 a second, like, like probably even more than that. Yeah. So just (laughs) like our today's action is just to, to dive in the internet, right? You have this amazing resource at your hands, at your fingertips, probably all the time. If you have a phone, right. Dive into the the internet and look up amazing people, amazing companies. Like we've been to the moon, you know, like, (laughs) you know, like look up amazing stories and like, see how they started. Um, and like, look at all their failures and Mm -hmm. look at how they just keep going. And they're going to make you believe, like if Coca-Cola didn't give up after selling only 12 bottles in their first year, (laughs) like they're going to make you believe that you can do this. Yeah, And it doesn't necessarily have to be PTSD related, but you just strengthen that positive belief that anything's possible and it's going to translate over really well.
1: Mm. Absolutely. And that was the, that was the turning point, right? for Kayleen was, was, it was, was that moment, right? So this, I mean, <laughs> do the same thing that we did do the same just thing do it. that Kayleen did right. that gave her that, um, it works. that transformational moment, do it, look online, just search. What are the, like the most successful people? I think this is how I did most, the most success or successful people who, who like went through hell are successful people who had like, hard situations, went through like insurmountable odds, who overcame Really hard times. Whatever it is, search it, look for it, and keep your eyes open for more and more stories. Because, like, everywhere you look, you're going to find stories like that.
0: I could. Right? I have all these in my head right now. Right? I know. Like, if you're a Drake fan, you know that his first album, he, I, he, he was in some sort of – something happened. He was in some sort of accident, and mm-hmm. he had to have his jaw wired shut to fix his jaw. And his job was wired shut and he was supposed to record this album like the next month and everyone was like, well, just put it off until next year till you're better. And he was like, no, nah, man, like I'm going to do it. And he ended up naming the album through the wire. Right. And he's a really successful guy now. But you think about like how that could have set him back and he could have been like, well, I, this is probably a sign that I probably maybe this is the wrong path for me. Right. <laughs> so you think about all those moments and like. They are amazing and your beliefs like in, in that moment for me where you approached me, they change from like this is impossible. I can't do this. I have no control to like wait a minute. Anything's possible. I'm going to find a way to do this and it's only in my control. Mm-hmm. And so like obviously that is our be- our belief system now is a lot different which is again like anything's possible and everything's right, in our control right. and only our control. So it changes dramatically um, and I talk about that. I mean, I talk about it everywhere, right the beliefs and right, like that right. journey and like the steps, but I talk about it in the webinar that I'm running right now, so I'm running the free training, and you know if if the belief is something you're struggling with, if the like one step at a time if t- it's just a great training right. honestly it it's it's yeah, really walk really you we just kind journey. of
1: scratched the surface, yeah, of this everything. is such a giant um, I
0: mean, we could write a whole book on this
1: we could write volumes of books yeah. on this. Honestly, it is so like big and deep. Um, but again, like one here, <laughs> if you, if you don't know where to start, right. If you don't know where to start to, to, to find like I successful people who went through hard times. I mean, Kayleen is a sex- successful person who went through PTSD. This, I mean, honestly, this should be like the foundational story that you hear. Like we weren't able to go through the entire story step-by-step step today on this episode. But, like, your foundational belief should be built on Kayleen's story, honestly. Because, like, it was, it's a, I mean, it relates to exactly, exactly what you're going through right now. It's a success story. It'll be that first really strong reference that you can build everything else off of. So, go see that. Build that belief because it is that first step. It is the most important part. If you don't believe you can do it, how much action are you going to take? Not much. and. When you don't take action, nothing changes. And when nothing changes, things actually get worse. Mm -hmm. Right? So change that belief, strengthen that belief, take that first step by, you know, registering for that webinar literally right now, pick a time Mm -hmm. and commit to it. Right? Commit to it. How many times have you heard us say that? Watch this webinar, Mm -hmm. go do it. Mm -hmm. Have you done it? Like you have to commit, you have to take action. And like, like it's, it'll cost you nothing and it will change your life. So, Commit to it, commit to yourself, commit to the people that you love and your life. Commit to your life. This is your life. You wait till tomorrow and, like, things are gonna get worse. Yeah. That's how it is. I mean, like, things don't stay the same. They get worse. They get better or they get worse. You know, you're either growing or you're Mm -hmm. dying.
0: Yeah, right. That's it. That's it. Are you gonna
1: grow? Are you gonna grow today? Because you need to grow every single day, consistently, over long periods of time in order to get past this. And you need to start today, you need to start right now. And that's the only way because like you're going to push it off to t- to, t- to tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is going to be a now. And then you're going to, what's going to change? You're going to ha- go through like the same things. You're going to say the same things. I'm too busy or like I can't do this or um, whatever. It's too much effort. You're going to make those same excuses over and over and over. But there has to be a point in time, right, that you change and like make this the moment that you change and like look up all those successful people, sign up for the webinar and change those beliefs. Check out the the sleep um, routine that Kayleen put up for I mean, free. Anxiety by book. the way. It's completely yeah. free. She created a free video training for you that like you don't have to sign up for anything. You just click on a video, you just click play and you learn and you can take that first step to building that belief in you and strengthening that belief. And you can so download like, the worksheet. Too. There are no excuses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is the the hug and the kick in the butt part. Yeah. Right. So you gotta do it. Just a little bit of time, right? A couple hours. Right. And at the end, I talk about the program that I run, right? And so like I said at the beginning, I'm a recovery coach. so mm-hmm. I help people now all around the world make this exact journey,
1: right and right. change
0: that exact belief. Um, and in so, that
1: program, in that program, she's helped people end their nightmares in literally weeks, yeah. which like we didn't even know was possible, shattered that belief for us. Yeah, Like we're discovering yeah, more and more and like we know the path to recover, but we're discovering more and more that like, dude, like you don't have to suffer. Like Kaylee suffered for over 15 years.
0: It's kind of frustrating what I do now. <laughs>
1: and like, she's making transformations that she, that took her years in weeks. And so it's just like, cause you know, the process, once you know the process, you can do it. Right. Um, so check it out check out the program, learn about <laughs> it. It's ridiculous. It, and
0: is, it really is. Do it. Yeah.
1: That's all. That's all I have to say.
0: Do it, and I will see you there. I will see you in the webinar. Yeah. And again, this is a big topic. You're gonna see it come up time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. We're gonna put some links below this for the sleep handout for the anxiety book, which is free. It's just it, it is just a shipping cost. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Just keep taking one step at a time. Keep showing up. Today is our PTSD recovery workshop. Thursday is. PTSD in Relationships Friday is our PTSD Q&A, mm-hmm. Monday is Motivation, and Tuesday is our PTSD Book Club. So if you haven't checked out yesterday's episode, we reviewed Dr. Uh, Francine Shapiro's book. She's the uh, creator of EMDR, and we literally just scratched the surface of that book. Again, mm-hmm. kind of talking about beliefs and kind of seeing PTSD through her eyes, which is like... Her eyes are so very amazing. eye-opening. Yeah, yeah. and she, she sheds a lot of light. She's a very straightforward woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a great episode. <laughs> so definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, but we will see you all tomorrow for PTSD relationships. And that's kind of all that I have for yeah. you all today.
1: And if you like this episode and you think other people would benefit from this episode or you know somebody who has PTSD or you know a group of people, maybe on Facebook or on a forum or anywhere else, make sure to share this episode with some other people because if you found it helpful, it's likely it will help other people too. And that's like kind of our whole mission here is to, you know, really, really shift the whole belief on PTSD from I'm broken. I can never recover to, you know, I'm actually like, I can recover and I'm actually going to be more like powerful and I'm going to be stronger and I'm gonna be able to accomplish more because of everything that I've gone through. And we're trying to shift that belief. We're trying to create this this movement for people, right? So if you benefited from this, if you if this kind of opened your eyes, it's likely gonna open the eyes of other people who are going through the same thing that you are going through right now and that Kayleen and I went through, right? Yeah. So make sure to share this episode with people who will benefit from it. And also, um, if you're listening on, um, a podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, please give us a review, a five-star review. You don't have to write words. It would be great if you did, cause we love hearing your feedback. Um, but that helps us rank higher and again, reach more people and help more people. So if you think this is a great show, like we do, we think it's an awesome show. Yeah, we Please love it. rate us, please like, you know, subscribe, comment, like, reach subscribe. out, yeah, share. It. You
0: can share it, stuff in Facebook groups. That's something i I used mm-hmm. to find helpful is when people shared in like the, the PTSD groups and stuff like that yeah, yeah. or the um, support groups and stuff like that. So that's a good mm-hmm. place to share it where a lot of people will benefit it and uh, see it. And the other thing is uh, if you're on YouTube, you have to double subscribe. So hit the notification bell to make yeah. sure you kind of get notified that we do them. And there was one more thing I wanted to say. Oh, we didn't tell you the link uh, audibly. So to register for the webinar, you can go to overcoming PTSD info slash go. So, overcoming ptsd.info slash go and we will put the link below um but definitely go do that and there's gonna be a few links today Mm -hmm. uh the anxiety book the sleep handout the link to the blog about beliefs and the webinar so of course go do that stuff webinar first do it now take action now don't procrastinate and um that is all that i have
1: yeah we believe in you we believe in you we got your back a million Bajillion. bajillion trillion percent Because we know you can do it. We know it's possible. And we know it's impossible, which is nothing. So bingo. (laughs)
0: All right. So we will see you all tomorrow for PTSD (laughs) relationships. We love you. We believe in you. And uh, thanks for showing up. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Adios. Bye-bye.